welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. What's up, nerds? What up, what up? This is the Comic Zone. Got a very special episode for you. And why is it special? Because we're talking across the Spider-Verse. Now, normally, after a movie comes out, we like to let it settle for a while. And uh, especially since we just talked about the first movie on the last episode. But it was that good. We can't wait any longer. We had to talk about it right away. Because... Yes, it's fresh on our minds for one, and it was that good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and uh, Mike's joining us remotely. Um, he's uh, working for the man. And uh, <laughs> what's up? What's up? Yeah, I'm calling in on this one. Might be a few of these where I'm doing this, but hey, you gotta, you gotta, gotta get earn that bread. Yeah, unfortunately. Hey, this stuff that movies don't pay for, for themselves, comic books don't pay for themselves. <laughs> That's right. Right. But what did you think so of me it? And John went to it. When did we go? Opening night. Was Friday, Friday? Friday, Friday afternoon. Yeah, so we went really early, and then Bill, you went later on. Yeah, we went just uh, I mean, personally, I thought it's damn near perfect movie other than the ending, which we'll get to. We won't do too many spoilers right now. But nope. Good job. Save the, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard not to. Yeah. Um, one thing that I really love about both of the across the spider verse is the visual aspects of it because it looks like a comic and not only that, but it has, it pays homage to those original artists. Yeah. Like this one kind of started off talking about, uh, spider Gwen and it followed the spider Gwen story very accurately. Um, I mean, I'm not going to pick it apart, but it was done great. And what I really enjoyed about that comic is when the emotions of it changed, right. so did the background. The colors changed mm-hmm. around the characters. And this movie you remember did I that. Was that. I do. I remember. Yeah. I mean, and it was it, like, only in Gwen, it's only in Gwen's universe, too. The colors bleed in the background. So when she hugged her dad, it went from blue to bright mm-hmm. pink mm-hmm. as soon as they embraced. And anytime she had a, a a massive change in her uh, emotions, it did that. Mm-hmm. And that was very true of the comic. And that's, just, and that's just her in the in her universe. It doesn't happen anywhere else. And it's also we might as well put it put it this way too that that was like the first 10, 15 minutes of the film before the credits even rolled. Yeah, it was it was all Gwen. And it fit too for what like by the time the credits rolled, you're like, oh shit, we didn't see those yet. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, right. It's like, oh yeah. You actually said that during the movie. You're like, that's before the credits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it almost it's fucking crazy in the beginning. Even like the first one, it would kind of like stop. Okay, I'm Spider Man, and kind of like mm-hmm. do a rewind and do, and it, like slap the comic cover on the on the movie stack. Mm-hmm. And it was. You know, that comic, comic that they were talking about. And they still did this on this one, too, yeah. uh, for a lot of the different characters. But it wasn't as as much. No. And I think it was good so they could get into the, the meat and the bones of this story. Um, and I think the first spoiler I've got to give, which doesn't spoil anything, is that it's to be continued. Which I think was my biggest complaint. But at the same time, that means, okay, there's more coming. 
And it also means they didn't try to rush the story. Because I think they do that sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. You throw too much together, and then you try and rush to get to an ending. And I think we were talking about that on the Transformers show, that, you know, uh, the Transformers episode, uh, uh, like the last film just seemed discombobulated because they tried to do too much and then get to an ending, and it never happened. So Yeah. And one cameo that I, I know you, you were kind of looking over at me when it happened was we got Lego in the MCU now. Yes. There's a Lego Spider-Man yes. alternate. And that was like the bee's knees. And uh, they said that he was one of the better Peters. You're, you're one of the better ones. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just awesome. I have many of the variants of, uh, especially the original one as far as Lego minifigs. Mm-hmm. Um, so many great cameos. Um, some of my favorites was seeing Ben Riley. Yes. And he just so so yeah, broody. He's super funny in there too, all and dramatic and just, like that's just hilarious. Checking out his his flexing and yeah, and, and actually talking about his well defined muscles. <laughs> and I like yeah, that when they... he's like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go. No, ahead. You're good. <laughs> when he was talking about his muscles, you know what I mean. When he had when he had Miles in the headlock, you know. Look at my well defined yeah, bicep. <laughs> I have you trapped in my well defined physique yeah. uh, or whatever yeah. the fuck he says. But it's interesting, he's such a, if you look at his character and his full arc, you know, he's probably one of the most tortured. Oh, yeah, definitely. Of of, of the Spider-Man. You're a clone. Oh, wait, I guess you're not a clone. You are the original, but you're still going to be second best. Yep. And then later on, he becomes a villain. Mm-hmm. If you're following the comic book story now, he's actually trapped in limbo. Oh, so that's, wow. Because I knew he had turned into like the jackal or something. Chasm. Ah, it was, the, and he kind of had like a Spider-Man kind of electric, mm-hmm. electro kind of kind of vibe. Um, and then he that was in the most recent ver- version. Uh, I did a review on; I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but and then also had Hollow's Eve, who's mm-hmm. an interesting villain. She was whatever mask she put on, she then became that person so from a writing standpoint i found it fascinating she put on a werewolf mask she becomes a werewolf she puts on you know the maiden she's a maiden or or whatever character it was fairy you know so whatever superpower she needed she needed to find the mask to transform herself into it she was a villain but then they've sort of recently flipped her over into a anti-hero straight up i mean it's almost like straight up hero oh wow i mean to me it was a little bit of a turn off because like wait she was a badass villain and then you're like, wait, no, I'm kind of good. No, it's like, well, that brings a point. I'm glad you brought that up because that seems to happen more often, I'd say, in the Spider Verse, for lack of a better way of saying it. Because uh, remember, Venom started off as a villain, and he's more of an anti-hero than an actual hero. But uh, that took some time. Yeah. But you're right. You're right it's true. <laughs> but it, that's happened with a lot of Excuse the. Me. Yeah, that happened with a lot of different characters in the Spider Verse. And in the film, uh, Prowler was one of my favorite characters. But by the time Prowler got his own book, he was a good guy. So, you know, the way they've been showing him as a bad guy in, you know, in the original uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie. And then, you know, you, you'll get some tastes of him in this one, which we won't go into just yet. But it was uh, it was very nice to, you know, to see those little things. And I'll wait till we go any further because <laughs> I've got a, a lot of tie-ins on that part. <laughs> So any other yeah. reaction, reactions yeah. from you as far Mike, as far as uh, before we get into spoilers, anything you want to say? 
Um, what's he, what, what do you give it 10 out of 10? As far, for me, Jesus, as far as a, a comic book movie, it's 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 close to a ten. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking like a nine eight, yep. a nine eight grade because you can never get the perfect ten grade right. of a yeah. comic. Um, but it's yeah, it's, it's it's close to a ten as you can possibly get it. I I definitely agree with that nine point eight. And you know, it did it did a lot of fan service, but it I think it did the right balance and. Um, you know, I think one thing we've been cr- cr- uh, critical of the MCU has been it's kind of co- too much comedy. Mm-hmm. But I think with a character like Spider-Man, that's so integrated into his career, whether that's Miles, Peter Parker, or whoever, uh, that sarcastic, witty response is part of it. It's kind of part of his... that uh, um, Mythos. Yeah. And uh, the canon. Mm-hmm. It is the canon of which is something I know you you wanting to talk about later. Interesting points, um, so it, you know it was it was great. Uh, I read something today uh, online, actually at work at the radio station, and it was that it's the highest rated movie ever on Letterbox, which is kind of like the Facebook of movies. It's a social media uh, thing, and it's not it's not the highest rated. Highest rated Spider-Man movie. It's not the highest rated Marvel movie. It's not the highest rated cartoon. It's the highest rated movie ever on that entire uh, social media platform. So that's wow. that's saying something. That's like the people's voice, not like yes, yeah. Uh, it's not like fucking. Uh, I mean, if we're looking at it, it's going to be the, the demographic of whoever they are. The word. But definitely more. <laughs> more user it's the um not like the oscars the it's people that are using it i was thinking like the rotten tomatoes there's right, the, that's the, what I'm at. there's like not... two versions of the rotten tomatoes there's like the fans and then there's also like the critics and it's like all right who's who's who and yeah but well i try to draw my own conclusions on movies i try not to look at any of that too much i'm the same i you agree with I mean? you on that i don't like I will post. I don't like uh, having other people's opinions in my head when I, you know what I mean, like right. And for the longest time, that was the reason why I didn't like watching trailers because uh-huh. I didn't want that that influence. I wanted to go in cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think since this podcast, I've always been like stretching to find out more faster and sooner, and like had a need for it. But uh, before right. before then, it's like I want to go in cold. I don't want the marketing team to kind of tell me what this movie is going to be before the director, well, before know, the actors and, do. And on top of that, my, my dad, my dad was here this weekend and he went with me and Sean to mm-hmm. see this. And, uh, <clears throat> before you got there, he was, uh, as we were walking inside, he was talking about how he doesn't really like watching trailers anymore because they put all the best parts in there a lot of the time. That's true. And and that I mean, just like you were saying, Bill, like I mean, if you go in cold and don't see any of that, then I mean like or- Guardians, for example, they put a lot of shit in that trailer. They tried to hide some things, like they made sure to change Rocket's voice in it to be his older voice instead of the kid one. Uh, in a part, it, it was a part when he's talking about flying off into the infinite blue sky. You remember? 
Yeah. But in the trailer, it's Rocket's like adult voice saying it, and not not like the kid version. Well, they put a lot of uh, but, what what I'd say were things to throw you off in yeah. the Guardians trailer because like they showed all these yeah. different things that made you think that maybe Quill was gonna die and but stuff like he that. He was just drunk and passed out yeah. in the opening scene. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of that was yeah. very early on. Yeah. yeah, and I and honestly, I like when they do that because it does throw you off. You think you know it's gonna happen. It's like ah ah ha. Especially now, they're yeah, like, you're like, damn, they're showing us like the whole story, and then yeah, it's not even close to what you thought. Uh, let, Leo, let's you know, get I, let's get into one thing though. For the people that saw the first film, and this is more for the non-Marvel, non-comic book heads, there was a post-credit scene that kind of gave us a little knowledge of what was going to go on. Very, very little. The post-credit scene on the first film shows Miguel O'Hara talking to his uh, AI, Layla, which is straight from the Spider-Man 2099 comic. Yep. And that was basically the only tease we got. We didn't know anything else. We just knew he was going to be a part of the new film. And there's been, what, probably a good <laughs> three to four years since the original? Yes, yes. Uh, I think I wrote it down in the last, like 2018. Yeah. I think is when, when, the last, when the first one came out. So that's like five years. So that's... Pretty good that they can stick to that too, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think the fanfare and just how much people like I was out looking for the first one um, in Denver when I was kind of just shopping around, and I was asking like the clerk if they had one a copy of it, and he's like, "Yeah, it's like one of the best well-written Spider-Man movies ever." It's like you're not the only one to say that, right? He was, was just like he just brought that out naturally, and it was. And it's like it has that kind of reputation and it and it deserves it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially as I know I've said this a few times and I'll probably say it a few more times. Just like it felt like reading a comic book. And, you know, and it's. Yeah, it really does. Just the way that they would, you know, sometimes you would get like the comic book panel. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just to. Even when they were talking to themselves. So you get like the the uh, the uh, the speech bubbles, the speech and bubbles sound and effects. Yeah. And even like the texture of the paper and the patterns yeah. and and even like in the opening scene where it shows like the, the statue for Tristone or for whatever the company is mm -hmm. or for Sony. <laughs> um, it's like like staticking and it's showing all these different flavors of comic art. Mm -hmm. And you kind of get that feel of all these different dimensions and like spider punk, oh. um, you know, which, you know, I think we're, we're getting close to it. I think, you know, from here on out. You've been warned. If you haven't seen it, it's the spoiler button. Yeah, we yeah. we are in spoiler territory. Uh, so, Spider Punk did not disappoint me. as As an old punk rocker, I, I liked it. Now, I read the recent run of Spider Man Punk Spider uh, Spider Punk, and I was very disappointed by it. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I saw this Spider Punk because. It felt more like ironic in its comic. It's kind of like half joking with itself, whereas the comic felt a little bit it's like, you disagree with me, so you're a fascist. <laughs> you know, and it's like, come on. It's like, I'm beyond that in my age. I know there's a little bit more to life than just that. Yeah, more than just um, white and black. There's that gray area. But one of my favorite lines, I think, of the movie, he's when he's talking, Spider-Punk is talking to Miles. Mm -hmm. and he's And Miles like, well, why do you, he's like, why do you win there? I want that watch. He's like, make your own watch. It's like, you don't need them. Make your own. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's so like DIY punk. I mean, where, 
you know, it started, you know, it's like, just like why, you know, the Nate, uh, you know, podcast kind of started up. It's, you don't need the radio station. You don't need that. You do it yourself. You don't need the T. Yeah. You know, well, and, I, it, and it, it shows that he's very independent and resourceful as fuck. Cause he's just like, yeah, just make your own. Like, like what the fuck? You don't need them. Like, you need you. You need to believe in you. Kind of almost like what his mom, Miles's mom, was yeah. saying, which kind of echoed throughout the whole thing. And those kind of moments, I think, are what make a good Spider-Man story. Those, those grains of like ultimate truth that resonate. You know, whether you're you're young and a teenager, mm-hmm. or you're an old and you know older guy, like I'm gonna say us. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, you it's like it's like. Hey son, listen to that. That yep. that's legit. That is the best advice you could get on a, on a on a graduation kind of weekend, you know. Mm-hmm. And w- like with uh, Gwen's reactions with her dad near the end, and kind of those father like daughter moments where he quits the force because of her speech, because of her speech, and that he's dedicated to her no matter what. And same thing with her mom was like, if they don't, if those people don't believe in you. It's like. Fuck them. That's not what she said. Yeah, but right. yeah. you know that—that's the punk rocker coming out in me. Mm-hmm. You know, and finding people that you believe in and or that believe in you and they can collaborate. You know, and, and those messages I think are what make Spider-Man live on. You know, and those stories are keep getting told. And why we have the multiverse and all these various right. men, women, cats, right. uh, pigs, uh, horses, horses. <laughs> Cars, cars forget, <laughs> the, the Peter parked buggy. That, that was that was because that's the actual, uh, you know, the the Spider Mobile. Yeah. But that one was alive. I thought that was a little cute piece of comedy that they threw in there. Dude, wow. there was a lot of shit going. There's that's one thing about the movie. There's so much going on in the background, especially when you got to like the headquarters of Nueva York. Yeah, that that's a that's a. Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, that's his universe where their base of operations was. Right. Right. So, and you just looking at all the Spider-Men and Spider-Women and, you know, just the different, just the vast, and every one of those is an actual character, yeah. right? Like somebody yeah. that they've, they didn't just make shit up and throw them in there. They, they, every there might have been a those, few. I don't know. I, I couldn't identify everyone. But there yeah, were definitely probably they, some that... Especially when you get There's to this wide. There's probably some that uh, didn't uh, necessarily have like a run or something in comics, but well, there, maybe I, they I, added some that. <laughs> Yo, there was. I had a. Have both of you guys read uh, the Old Man Logan the the first run? I have not. Yeah. All right. You remember? Yeah. You remember how? Uh, like one of the first missions that. Uh, Logan and Hawkeye went on and when they were driving the spider buggy <laughs> they were trying to uh, get some information from the kingpin and come to find out uh, this particular spider woman had already killed kingpin and taken over uh, taken over his territory uh, but not to go too much into old man Logan for folks that haven't read it even though that's been out for years uh, the spider woman that killed kingpin was actually Hawkeye's daughter and uh, she was half black uh, and very muscular, like the same size as like Kingpin, but a little bit more muscular than like overweight. And uh, I saw her in the background in one of those scenes when they first started chasing Miles. Huh. I was like, oh, shit, that's the one from that's the one from Old Man Logan. So 
I don't know. Like I'm, I'm did, sure that there were a bunch research. that we missed. Yeah. I know there are a bunch that even I had never seen before. And I don't think like even I, out of all three of us, I'm the only one that's seen it twice and I still didn't catch everything. So I, I know there's a whole lot yeah, more. Yeah, it's one you definitely gonna have to go back and just like pause. Mm-hmm. And I love how you they know a bunch of shit and just like look through and see what you missed. Like, cause there's so much there, it's like sensory overload. Yeah, definitely. And I loved how they added the real movie pieces into it. We yes. got pictures of uh, Toby Maguire and Uncle Ben dying in those kind of little hexagon hexagon frames. And yeah, Andrew Garfield. Uh, there's little pieces with with Venom. We got the the clerk at the Venom stores, and we're get, so we're getting the real life, real ac- live action mixed in with the cartoons. And that yeah, and nobody was expecting that. No, that was that was such an and uh, Donald Glover yes as Prowler locked in kind of uh, a cell TVA yep. jail if yep. you will. You know um, yeah, that's the best. Wasn't that the shit? And then you're seeing, you know, even some of the the. You know, when they were showing, like, they were talking to Miles about, like, all of them have that, like, lose somebody event, basically, that constant. Right. And it it was showing, like, all the different examples of all the different, like, dying Uncle Ben's and all this shit, you know? Right. And it showed Toby McGuire and, huh? The canon. So, which is also a literary term. That we use all the time. Yeah. You know, that's what not canon. So, when we talk about comic oh, books. Oh, I know that. But so, so that's saying, what, what do you mean? So in the movie, they called kind of that. Those events. Those events, canon events. Oh, yeah. So which is oh, yeah, they straight, did, huh? lit- like a literary definition of it's so so meta yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. its, in its use. I know. Um, you know, it's like. You know, it's like, oh, TVA, you you, you missed it there. You, yeah. You know, I almost, I'm not going to front. I almost came on myself the first time he said that and used it. And I, w- I was like, oh, yes, they used one of our nerd terms in a film. Yes, yes. And it's, yeah. um, and it's more, and I'm trying to remember how to, how to spell it because it's spelled a little different. But, um, but it's, the, it's literary. Was, it's beyond just fanboy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, how you know in lit classes that's what's 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 english canon mm-hmm. you know mark twain and, and and those kind of things you need to know this as a base to understand the greater concept of literature and art and then i also right. like uh, my, my, quotations. Whole point, my whole point with what i was saying mm-hmm. was just that like it even showed uh you know toby mcguire and the uncle ben from those movies though Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they showed yeah the Tobey Maguire one, the Andrew Garfield one. I didn't see it, but Bill did, and you said your dad saw it too. The original 1980s live action TV show Spider Man, yeah. and I was looking for that. Yeah, like, he, there, yeah. Did you see it the second time? No, like that's what I'm saying. There was so much going on, even the second time I was looking for it, and I still missed it. Huh? <laughs> it's pretty like, it, like that part is pretty much. Like, he's not off in the background. He's, like, swinging at miles during the chase. Mm-hmm. And it plays, like, the old music for a second. Oh. Like, while he's swinging at him. But then he doesn't, he can't, like, move or he's kind of like a cutout. Was that him? Yeah, he's like a flap. Like, <laughs> he couldn't bend. He's yeah. like, oh, he's... I missed him. And he doesn't, like, move at oh, all. Okay, yeah, I did see that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he couldn't articulate because he's just a cutout moving across the background. <laughs> 
because that's because he was that old school. And then they had the they had the uh, the pointing sequence. Yeah, get that... Spider Man. Wait, you well, you and, you. And by the way, by the way, uh, showing a live action Donald Glover and those other live action things that they had right. in, in there, like the Uncle Ben thing with all that. Right. Like, uh, that ties it into the MCU. So this movie is now... Yeah. Like, these movies are part of the MCU, too. Yeah. and, it, so and how dope is that? That's awesome. And, like, they did the same thing, like, with the web and how uh, Kang with the... the Who was it? The man who... Whatever. From Loki, that Kang was talking about, yeah. you know, those divergent lines and stuff like that. And that was, like, the exact same diagram before it went into the web. So yeah. I like I like that they did that. So then also kind of... Uh, does it also tee up Madam Web? I think so. That's what that's what I was. So, so they, they've been yeah, talking about rumors about that's kind of the next or, or possible live action mm-hmm. Spidey movie. Also, we got Craven thrown out there she, too. Uh, wasn't she? Wasn't what? she in this movie? Could have been. Like, I didn't see her, but like I said, there were so many. There was part. yeah, there yeah. was so, yeah, she wasn't a major part, but to say she wasn't in the background somewhere, it's not. I can't I say definitely. Was, I saw sure Silk. I saw Silk. Um, yeah, but yeah, there were there were too many to identify. Yeah, literal hundreds. <laughs> All pointing. At yeah, each other. I mean it's fucking crazy how many like just what how much shit's going on in the background just during that chase scene when they're trying to when he's trying to uh, escape. Right. And get back get back home. And uh that was very like Scooby Doo esque to me, the way the chase went down. In some aspects. Uh what was the, the, the race movie when they had like uh the Great American Race or something? it's it kinda of older Hanna Barbera yeah. style. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because it was it was yeah, oh, it was, yeah. It was a bunch of the Scooby Doo esque Hanna Barbera. Scooby Doo was one of them yeah. and like uh the caveman yeah, guy. Yeah, they and, do the it felt like that. They do like the bit. death race thing. Yeah. <laughs> Blue Falcon and Dog Wonder. Yeah, Gra- Grape Ape. <laughs> yeah. Grape Ape was on, like driving a tiny little car, you know? Zigzag set. Yeah. Definitely had the, those type of vibes. Especially the comedy aspects that they threw into it. And I think, you know, speaking of that we haven't really touched on was the main villain. Uh, I guess they're partially spot. two, but yeah, the spot. I think they did an excellent job with the spot. That, I mean, at first you're like you couldn't. It's like you didn't take him serious. Miles didn't take him serious. Nobody did. Yeah, and 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 you yeah. kind of see him slowly going j- darker into villainy, mm-hmm. as far as just kind and of like he almost. Becomes, he becomes like a fucking god. Yeah, yeah. Like he, very null like, looking. You know, or, dude. It, and yeah, he went from being a joke to fucking menacing as hell by the end of the movie. You're like, you would be terrified of that guy. Yeah, like no doubt. But uh, but yeah, there there was those very comic aspects of Spot early on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like even with them punching each other because him opening up those portals, and I think yeah. they did a great job on picking his voice. But yeah, watching his arc as the villain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he had he had a lot of. I mean, he kind of his. I guess his personality and like everything he him overall changed along with each time his powers got upgraded. Yeah, that's true. That's like that's a very time, good point. 
Each time like he leveled he up, he got that. more corrupt. Yeah. Yeah, he got. He became more. Yeah, because by the end, he wasn't funny at all. No, but he was. No. But he was also. You could also. He was more of an issue too. It wasn't like Miles or any of the other ones that were fighting him were able to overpower oh, him. It was like, yeah, they couldn't do shit to that guy. No, not end. at all. He, and he was like flicking him, like literally flicking him away with ease. By the time we got yeah. to the end of this chapter. Dude, and that's crazy. Like, and the way they upgraded his powers, they didn't make it unbelievable. Some cheese ball bullshit. Like mm-hmm. the way they did it was super good. Especially after like, he kicked his own ass literally early <laughs> that was, on. That was actually hilarious. Oh yeah, he literally <laughs> stuck his head through a hole and kicked his own yeah. ass. Uh, that shit's funny. But that was when he couldn't control the portals. Right. I, you know, in a what if it's, I wonder if Miles is like, all right, it's like, I caused this to you. What if he tried to fix him and actually take him seriously? I mean, obviously wouldn't have rolled into the plot that it did. Right. But you think is that going to be a lesson Miles will learn? If he offered it? Maybe early, early on, maybe. Uh, by the time we, you know, after he escaped the the first time, I think it was more of a fact that he would have done it anyway because he was laughing at him and he had a point. Because remember how he was like, I made you, I made you a hero. You turned me into a monster. You know what I mean? Right. He's like, I don't even have my face anymore. Yeah. My family won't look at me. And bro, like, and he's funny and all in those moments and shit. But like, if you imagine what that would be like, like that would be really horrible honestly but uh, it's no wonder he hates miles but that's and like i said that there's a that's one of the things that's i think very similar with a lot of spidey villains you feel sorry for them it's not like they're they're trying to be villains because you know they 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 want money or they want to control the world it's not that cobra commander thing absolutely yeah something something happened to them they had a bad accident or they were trying to better humanity like with the lizard and there were adverse side effects and this guy a lot of times it's a lot of times it's personal yeah Mm -hmm. you know especially with spider-man villain i would agree now I, i have a question for you guys um what about and, the- and this is one of the things I was wondering about when it came to I was wondering how they were going to do that from from the trailer. But they, we kind of look at uh, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, as kind of like a bad guy. He's doing it for the right reason. And you can see why so many of the spider people are following him. He's just the logical. He's taking the logical path that, you know, it doesn't. Uh, what am I trying to like? He's. Doing the, he's trying to do the right thing, but he's his methods are a little questionable. But, now, sure, but when you, especially but, them allowing people to die because that's what it takes. Right. Yeah. And now I've as a military person, whenever it gets to that question, that's always you know like the one would you would you kill a baby to save an entire airplane or let one person die to save an entire city? And you could see where a lot of the spider people it hurt their soul, you know what I'm saying, to have to agree with them, but they were trying to do for the better good. So well, they knew they knew he was I mean, he wasn't wrong though. Right. And Either. and and Which you brought up an interesting point about canon events and Spider-Man 2099 didn't have one. He didn't have one. 
Unless you're talking about his his disease. Yeah, but he didn't have an Uncle Ben moment. He didn't. He never really did. He was kind of an asshole, and anybody that left him is because he pushed but him didn't away. Didn't he say he was an anomaly too? Because he's so much different than the other Spider-Man. He's, he said he kind of he like. That's a good question. He didn't call himself an anomaly. He called Miles the original mono, uh, anomaly. So maybe he did, and I missed it. But his main reason he, for he saying it seems like one because he doesn't really line up with the rest of Spider-Man. Well, th- and yeah, that's like, that was the point exactly. that I made. Yeah, he is so much different in, with his power set, his his personality and he has no ties I mean, to a so peter at all he's so far out of line from the rest of the spider verse and so i mean he's an anomaly too i would say but he's also 200 years in the future because yeah, you gotta think the future yeah most of the other spider people are still from the same timeline just an alternate universe you know what i mean which is why even That's though miles isn't too. a peter he had a peter in his life and which sounds really yeah, bad. So. <laughs> yeah, but I'm and so did Gwen. You know what I mean? Like a lot of them had their. Yeah, I bet she did. <laughs> Leave it to you. She had a choice of Peter's. <laughs> right. No, but you get what I'm saying. Like he's so. I was thinking that the whole movie. I was like, this dude is talking about Miles being the anomaly, and maybe that's true. Right. But like, so is he. Like he's. An anomaly too. He's nothing like the other Spider-Man, like you just said. Canon events. He doesn't have one. Yeah, and honestly, and it, and the reason I said that was because even Miles had a canon event, at least in the film, because his was losing his uncle. It wasn't Ben, but he lost, uh, you know, the Prowler. <laughs> you know what I mean? When he got shot by Kingpin in the first film, so he had. And I want to go ahead. Speaking of Prowler, are we getting? Let's talk about, you know, like so. You find out later in the movie that Miles in another universe is the Prowler and not Spider-Man. I wonder if he is the only Miles in the multiverse that is Spider-Man. That's a good question. Because you didn't see other Mileses when he was in the... Like, he must be the only Miles in the multiverse that is a Spider-Man. See, if you get into the comic lore, you've got the clone universe. The clone saga, and so he's got a lot of clones, and you know, well, that's um, different though. It, it it is, but we also get one that is at, runs its own kind of alternate universe and is like an evil kind of Hitler version of Miles, Oof. and makes a bunch of wow. um, kind of their police all wear the Spider Man logo, and they're like a Gestapo of robots just just go in and up here his tor- um you know, his evil rule. Right. So, but is, is that multiverse is that clone, you know, there's, I think there's a little bit of kind of, kind of gray ish area there. It's probably more on the clone side. So I don't know, without taking off their masks, you never really know. That's true. I would say there'd have to be. Yeah. That's a good point. Some of those could have been miles with different suits, I guess, but that's not the way they made it seem. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because they were pulling all from just the the comic lore, and I don't think Miles is still young enough, even though he's still been around for like probably twenty, 20 30 years. years. Twenty. Yeah. Yeah. He was, you he, know, he, one of the best one of the best parts of the that movie is when they, you know, Spider Man two thousand ninety nine catches him, and they're like struggling, and he's got him pinned down, and it's just. Uh, when when Miles is like 
he's like, everybody's telling me, like, you trying know, trying to tell my man. story. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, uh, no, nah, I'm going to do my own thing. And I'm that shit, like, almost story. made me cry. I was like, damn right. Those are those <laughs> those are those Spider-Man moments I'm talking about. And that was basically what his mother had told him early on yeah. in the film. You know what I mean? So it was it was nice. And you could see after that, before we found out he was in the wrong universe. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and we can get into that, too. But, uh, you know, when he was talking to what he thought was his own mother, he was like, now, you know, everybody was telling me how I was supposed to live my life, what I'm supposed to do. And he was like, now I fear nothing. Nothing can stop me. You know what I mean? And that was an Ooh. awesome speech. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Except, who can stop him? Himself. Self. Yes, himself. Because his own. Now we well, got spoiler because we're that talking is talking about Miles is the Prowler in an alternate universe. Yeah. Now, all right. Well, before we go on any more with that, there's been because I'm a fan of the Prowler. Uh, the the original Prowler <laughs> in six one six. So the regular Marvel universe did start off as a petty criminal, but it was like little stuff like robbing, uh, what do they call the corner stores in New York City? Uh, you know what I mean? It wasn't like he was doing big crimes and Spider-Man stopped him and uh, his speech to him was like, you know, you've got the brains that like you made this suit like with shit you had at home. It wasn't like you went to a big name college. You know what I mean? Like you're a high school student. So I see a lot of me in you. He was like, use your, you know, use your powers for the right thing. And then Prowler was, you know, became a good guy, had his own comic book run. Uh, and then something had happened to Spider-Man in the late 90s. And he actually used it because his suit is like made out of pneumatics. And he was able to use his suit to successfully uh, impersonate Spider-Man, so nobody knew that the real Spider-Man was gone. And I, and you know what I mean. That that was a really cool story. So for me, seeing so many evil Prowlers has been definitely a different aspect of the character. Uh, and they've changed. So it's like his uncle Aaron, but the original Prowler's name was uh, Hobie or Hobby. And well, that we don't know that. We don't know that Miles the. Uh, Miles Prowler is a bad guy at all. They make it seem kind of like that, but right. I think maybe that's smoke and mirrors. Yeah, because that's how and they, they ended end the film. Up working together. But it looked like the just the way that he yeah. knocked him out. I, I can't see him as being a good guy. I don't see. Yeah, I I don't see any foreshadowing that could just say there's a twist or a turn. Where I could see that with Prowler, like that moment on his deathbed where he's like, "No, Miles, you be you. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing." Don't look at me. You got your own mission. You got your own. You're telling your own story. Continue that. You know, I think that moment is those those little moments where, oh, he could be good. And just like when he's in the alternate universe, when he thinks he's talking to Prowler, but Prowler then becomes himself. He's like, I know there's good in you. I know there's good that you, you can be more than Prowler. And he's like, I'm not Prowler. Yeah. You are. Yep. Right. You know? and, 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 and and that version of him that well, for one, had already lost his father. You know what I mean. And then when Miles was talking to himself, so talking to the evil him, he's like, "Yo, our dad is still alive in 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 our in my universe." And he was like, "That's not my father. That's yours." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I and I think and honestly, I think they need to say that a lot more in these alternate dimension things because, like, even Miguel had that moment where his he died in a dimension and he tried to live in that dimension and be a father and caused the collapse of that one, which, you know, shows why he was so adamant about not stopping canon events. So was that his canon event then? 
Like, I was just kind of thinking that. I'm like, it's if, sort of his canon event. But if there was one, that would probably right. be it. That would be it. That would be it. Because he did then lose his family. But that wasn't his family well, to begin with. The, or it could have been the loss of his original family, too. Or, though. or the idea that he could never get it back. <clears throat> it's, it's still, I think, a little he bit. He definitely of a, had tragedy in his life. Yeah. But it, but it, I think it was a different kind. Plus, he again he self-inflicted. His. Yeah, he again, caused his. Yeah, just like him driving away any of his family lovers well, or whatever. It's because of him being a fucking dick facts. <laughs> and pushing everyone away. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. be a dick, Derek. <laughs> from Guardians or from no from uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. You know, and I almost wonder if we'll see some big turnaround for him where he actually does something selfless. I would like, like sacrificing that. him, like sacrificing himself to take out uh yeah. spot spot. I bet he, <clears throat> yeah, I think that would, I... that'd be a good redemption arc for him. Yeah. But there's like, I'm trying not to make any guesstimations about how this is going to go. For real. Cause every time you do you're, you're it's yeah. Cause there's a lot going on. I, I like the fact that, after Miles and, and uh, Miguel had their argument in front of all of the Spider-Verse, <laughs> you know what I mean? That there were some that started to second guess Miguel's stand, Spider-Man 2099 stand. And uh, my, my favorite, my favorite was Spider-Punk. And he's like, I quit. Just wait, for the he record. quit. Or, yeah. He quit early though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Before they even told that was when they started, when they started chasing Miles, that's when he peaced out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he actually did what he said, what he told Miles to do, and made his own watch. Yeah, he did. He made his own watch, and then gave it to Gwen. Gave it to Gwen. She was a great character too. Oh. And I mean, uh, let, you know, there were a lot of uh, MCU people in that were voice cast in this film, like Haley Steinfeld, who voices uh, Gwen. TV pulled up. Well, who is she in? She's a uh, uh, Hawkeye's trainee. Okay, and what about the the Indian Spider Man, who is also the uh, sidekick companion of Deadpool? Oh, is that Mohinder? Yeah. Oh, I knew I recognized I, that I, voice. I was wondering, and I just IMDb'd it while we were talking about something else. I was like, wait, it's got to be that guy. He is, Carney uh, Song. Oh yeah, it is him, isn't it? Yep. And we also have I Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, I mean, who's, who's playing Miguel O'Hara. He he was a uh, Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Okoye, who played uh, Hobie, Spider-Punk, he's uh, in Black Panther. There's at least four oh, so people. That's who, it's, oh, so the dude from Moon Knight is uh, Miguel O'Hara, huh? Yes. Yeah, and, that's okay. I knew I recognized his voice, too. And, and like I said, uh, like uh, the Spider-Punk guy, he that's the first time... He's used his English accent on anything I've ever seen him in because he's always used either an African or an American accent because it's the same guy from Get Out and Nope. And like I said, he was the guy that was training the rhinos in the first Black Panther film. You know what I mean? So, yeah, there, there's a lot of connections with the MCU. And then the other one, once you told me about it, I couldn't stop seeing. Uh, so the voice of Miles. Uh, Sh- Shameik Moore. Moore is also in. Wu Tang. Yes. So I kept wanting him to bust out some Wu Tang Rams yeah. every once in a while. <laughs> right. Just to throw a little flavor in there because every once in a while you, uh, 
Yeah. Unlike, do that. Kind of like on like, I don't know, like the crispy kind of edges of the voice. It gets like, all right, there it is. There, yeah. It, what were you saying? I'll get the money for this. Yeah. <laughs> Can't remember any of it, but yeah. <laughs> uh, what? Uh. So, I I like that, and this is what I missed the first time because I was working on no sleep. So I did pass out for about ten minutes when I went to go see it with you, Mike. But I was very yeah. making sure I, w- I saw what happened there. So when he saved uh, the Indian Spider Man's police captain. Father figure. Yeah. Father-in-law. Yeah. And that caused, you know, that was the breakdown of a canon event right there. And that's when Gwen started. Well, we don't know. You know what I mean? Is that going to cause it? Like, do you know what you think is going to happen is going to happen? Because if there's a possibility that it's not, then we need to, you know, we need to look at other ways instead of letting people definitely die. And I think after she talked to her father and her father was like, yeah, I quit the force. Well, that meant her canon event wasn't going to happen. So yeah, that, yeah, she saw that. She said, okay, now my dad's not going to die because he's no longer captain, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that that's, and, and I like, cause like I said, I missed that first time around. So that made sense. Why, why, why she was able to get so many spider people on her team. So she went back and, and got Peter, P, Peter B. Parker, the one that trained him in the first movie. She found Spider-Man Noir, uh, Spider-Ham, Penny Parker, you know what I mean? And Meg, uh, Spider-Bite, the chick uh, that was running all of the computers inside, you know what I mean? Yeah. She got together her own team. And I like that they were people that you could see were actually broken up and thinking about maybe Miguel's way isn't right. Because Spider-Bite could have stopped him from teleporting away because all she had to do was hit that button to reboot the computer, and she didn't. She's like, she wanted him to go. She said she let him happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she totally did. So I yeah. like that because you that, that was very realistic. Whenever you have like one of those Gestapo-like characters, it's and like... You saw that during the progression of, of the, the, the movie you'd see those little moments where mm-hmm. she, they, it was like a, you know, all subconscious with the eyes, you know, just, and they could do that with, with the cartoon, you know, with an animation mm-hmm. was like, I mean, just to highlight the art of this, of this movie. Um, and the way they did spider punk, like his, he, I think him and Ben stood out the, and even, even uh, Miguel, like the, their animations were way different from everybody else's. So we got that very te- Gwen to a point yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, but we got a lot of her in her own universe. Yeah. Like when when you get to see Spider Punk reacting with everybody else, his is massively different. The guitar bugged me a little bit, but I liked how they had like the weird panel shit that was going on. Yeah, with he's him. always kind of kind of changing. Yeah. And, yeah, but like the the blocky the guitar, guitar. You didn't like the guitar. I'm being nitpicky and being a bitch about it, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Like you would, he had a big Why? block outline when he had the guitar on his back. It, there was a big block outline that kept changing colors, and I thought it was a little bit too much of a distraction. But of all the things to be bitchy about, yeah, that's that point. Make your own damn watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what about uh, on Miguel? Did anybody notice whenever they showed his face without the mask, you kind of got that Ventruvian Michelangelo da Vinci thing on his face, uh, uh, kind of like the. Like, have you ever seen a comic book artist where they're drawing early on the outlines? You did, there was a lot of outlines and just kind of just hard sh- lines on yeah. his face. And they were moving, too. You know what I mean? 
And and I thought that was cool. Yeah, as as a comic book, you know, aficionado, I, I thought that was another level to the comic book accuracy. Just like I was talking about how they had those little dots, mm. you know what I mean, that made it look like the old '90s, you know, paper before they got into the the type of waterproof, expensive paper they use now. You know, I think there was a lot of other than just the storyline and the characters that I think they went above and beyond. They did their homework. Yeah. And did another great movie, and hopefully here, sooner than later, we'll have another. Uh, I, I remember I told I told you and I told Mike as well when we were about five minutes before you know we found out that it was going to be to 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 be continued. It reminded me of the second Matrix because when I went to go see Matrix Reloaded, I didn't know it was going to be a trilogy. I was like, yeah, there's a lot going on, and we've been in here two hours and thirty minutes. I don't know how they're going to get this. And then they, they packed a lot into it. I mean, this could have easily been two or three, you know, a season long show. Yeah. But I, I think there was enough there to keep it going, to keep it interesting. It wasn't just kind of peddling on. And it tied together well, mm-hmm. everything. I mean, it was it was well executed. You know, seeing, it's kind of interesting. You know, Sony, Sony has been kind of the underdog in a lot of areas with the MCU ever since Endgame. And now... Sony is almost kicking their ass uh, as far yeah. as perception, yeah. as far as, you know, but they're, they they have what they put out is top class. I would agree. You know, where Marvel and Disney have been just been churning out stuff, churning out stuff there because they're almost trying to win by numbers. Right. Versus like quality. quality. And not that I think there's good quality stuff in, in, in Marvel, but or it's, it's almost at this pivotal edge where Okay, maybe Sony, you did the right move by just keeping Sony. Uh, just just like keeping, keeping Spider Man. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, I love it when they can collab together and at least play nicely. Right. Um, yeah, I but. will bring up one thing. Uh, Sony does own all the rights to Spider Man, flat out, um, which includes like his rogues gallery, so like Sinister Six and stuff like that. I will say they have done well with their Spider-Man titles. So yes, uh, the Spider-Man with Tom Holland, Morbius, Morbius was. I had hopes for that. That one sucked. Venom one and two were okay, but they weren't like knock them out the ballparks. And those are still Sony films, true, that have ties to the MCU, but they're not actual MCU films. Those are still uh, Sony films. I liked him, but I, I also didn't want to put that critical eye on the Venom movies. Right. Because I enjoyed them and I didn't want to overthink it because if I started getting into the Venom lore, you could just easily tear it apart. Right. So I wanted to be able to kind of enjoy Venom on the big screen for what it was um, and be nice about it. <laughs> you know, versus I'm more critical of comics sometimes. Right. All right, you got to earn my next five dollars for that next issue, right? And, and and I think when you when you've got years going by instead of a month, you know what I mean. For the difference between movies and comics, it makes a difference. So one thing I want to talk about real quick is with Miles. There's the new run of Miles Morales as uh, Carnage Reigns, um, and if you see, there's a, on this cover. If you if you're just listening and not. We have Carnage kind of holding Miles up in a dilapidated suit, kind of by a knife to his throat. Knife to his throat. Um, it's been a pretty solid run. I mean, obviously, this is this is only the second issue. It feels very 
if you like carnage and that kind of horror esque um it's so far been a pretty good mini series follow us on on uh Instagram and, and YouTube. I'm going to be putting out videos as far as the reviews of what I think about it. I'm always curious about you, what everybody else thinks too. So, you know, comment. Um, but it feels very absolute carnage, which was the Donny Cates. I remember that. Um, that was an amazing run. So what it did was carnage was collecting all of the codex, which were the different pieces of the symbiote that lived in other people like, Spider-Man once had Venom, so he has a codec in him. So anybody who had had was host to the the parasite of a symbiote had a piece of this codec, and they were going through and like serial killing all, all of, them of them to get all this and bring back resurrect Carnage because Carnage was dead. Mm-hmm. We had Harry Osborn as Carnage. Um, so there's a lot of kind of cool stuff going into the series, and it gives that kind of vibe, uh, but. We're getting miles into it. Miles is the more is the main character here versus the Peter Parker in the absolute carnage. I'm hoping they're not too much the same, but so far it's looking pretty good. And I just ordered mine, so thank you for letting me know it was out. <laughs> yeah. And it's a small run, so I think that gives me hope that Marvel won't totally fuck it up. Yeah, because that was what two of seven. Yeah, and there's a lot of carnage. Venom stuff coming out this summer. They're doing the Summer of Symbiotes, so there's Venom carnage shit out the ass. <laughs> so uh, if you like that kind of stuff, again, I'm going to do my reviews on, on Facebook. Venomverse. So everybody's doing the multiverse, too. Um, jumping back to into the, into the multiverse, the drop about... Doctor Strange fixing Peter Parker. Oh, yeah. In Spider-Man. And he said he called it a universe that wasn't 616. Yes. It was yeah. like 99.9 or something or, mm-hmm. or, or what. And that was early on when when, yeah, when Miguel is... was first introduced to Gwen. Mm-hmm. And they were fighting that uh, that uh, vulture from the medieval vulture. Yeah. I caught that. That was, she was, that like, was interesting. Maybe somebody with the name Strange shouldn't be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but so... Is it really 616? Is the MCU 616? And I've been saying it needs to have its own classification. Especially, I don't, I don't think it should be. I think it should be a different number, personally. Yeah. yeah. And every everything now that's starting to happen is outside. And I think it's good. Like, they, they followed enough canon with the characters that now I think it needs to go a different direction in the books. Because if it doesn't, why even have... A separate medium. If everything is going to follow the comic books, why put it into film? <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? True. I mean, it needs to evolve. It It means a different medium. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a, the medium is the massage. So this is a play on the word of, play on the, the words. Mm-hmm. Medium is the message. Not a typo. <laughs> Unlike my writing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, one definitely, thing that I wanted to bring oh, about, bring, I wanted to bring up about Miles, the Prowler version, mm-hmm. is the his look and like the braids that he had and shit. Right, Riley, he and fucking badass. He does, but yo, know, doesn't that remind you of? I don't know if you've seen the Boondocks, but that's what I thought of. The two brothers in Boondocks. Mm-hmm. One of them has an afro, and the other one has braids. Mm-hmm. And one of them's you know yeah. the more intelligent one, and the other one's more hot headed. I I don't know if that was on purpose. <laughs> But you definitely get that with the two different versions of Miles. You know what I mean? And I think in the comic where we had the evil clone, there was something different about the hair, too, there. 
Um, that's what it reminded me of. It rem- just because, well, it's fresh out of uh, of the Marvel comic book run. Right. So it had that same vibe to it. I almost thought that's what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And that comic run, want, want another spoiler mm-hmm. for the comic? Let's go. So Uncle Aaron is used as a human battery to keep this micro universe alive. Wow. So that's what the evil, evil Miles is using him as a, as a human battery. And that's just in the comic book universe. That's in the comic book universe. Um, not this volume of, of Miles Morales, but the one right before it. It was a, sh- a shorter run, kind of right after. It was part of the Clone Saga. saga. But I have those. I still have to read them. It, it's, a, it's a good run. Every, everything from the main Miles Morales comic run is solid. I mean, there's some times where it feels like it's kind of stalling, waiting for the next big fucking MCU event. Right. Um, but it's, it's, it's solid written. It's entertaining. Um, I'd rec- it's I just a good hope we get song. Miles in the MCU soon. It's got to happen. Yeah, I, I, I would think with the way they tied it in with Lawyers, the next and money. Yeah, with with them putting those live action tidbits in with this anime. Oh, which brings me to something. Uh, I I actually spoke to uh, Brandon Whittemore because uh, he had posted something in the Comic Zone Facebook group, and I deleted it, which I never do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we are a very open group. Is it a spoiler or what? It was kind of a spoiler. Now, since we're already talking about spoilers on the show, uh, it said that there was a scene that got cut, and I'm really hoping when this comes out on video, it's on there, that shows like a fight of live action, like a live action uh, Prowler versus Miles. So I don't know if that's Donald Glover and who they picked. To, maybe they even got Shamik Moore, the voice, to play Miles. But... Uh, all it said, I didn't click on the link because, like I said, I, I I took it down for people that hadn't seen the movie because it hasn't even been out a week yet, and I didn't want you know what I mean. And and I told him I reached out to him and I was like, hey, I I deleted it and this is why you know what I mean. I was like, because I would have been pissed if I if I would have found out that there were going to be live action aspects in an animated movie. You know what I mean? Because remember how hype we got when we saw uh, uh, Donald Glover's prowler and then when we saw toby mcguire and we saw andrew garfield mm-hmm. like if somebody would have told us that that was going to happen that would have taken away you know taken away some of the the shock value you know what i mean so but knowing that there's yeah. a scene out there i do want to see it now <laughs> we just missed bruce campbell yeah oh yeah i'm glad you said that because uh dude that's been voicing oh, yeah, he was in there wasn't he uh, Bruce Campbell wasn't. At least I didn't see no, him. No, I, I, did, I didn't see him. Uh, but the the same guy that's been doing J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, uh, yeah. The insurance guy. The hell's his name? Yeah, and he's he's still fucking in the, even in the animated movie. Yep. Like, he's the perfect guy. It doesn't matter. They can't find a better one. No, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, J.K. Simmons. So yeah, he voiced he voiced the character uh, in this film too, and you can see him like he voiced it in the the Lego version. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pictures of Spider Man. Was he, was he so in that, the Amazing Spider Man? He wasn't the in that. He wasn't in Andrew Garfield shit, was he? No, but he was in Tobey Maguire's. I don't think probably, he was. How in, amazing I don't think the character was in there. What's up? Said how amazing would it be if he was in all of them? That would be. You know what I mean? So fun fact about the Lego cameo. 
So in the scene that they were showing was actually from the Lego. There's a Daily Bugle Lego set. It's like four, four stories tall uh, with Jay Jonas. And that's what they were showing inside that when he went into the stall and into the bathroom. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It was actual the actual model that you can buy from Lego.com. That's, that would, that's Sony. Be, uh, you know what? I bet you it is because Sony gets rights for stuff like Legos and stuff like that in the same token. Placement. Yeah. Uh, when oh, I was wondering, I was going to ask you, Bill, uh, that fucking, just that whole scene. What did you think of all that? The I love, Lego I loved universe. it. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, because you love Lego and like, I was like, oh, Bill's going to love this fucking part. Lego MCU is MCU now, officially. Uh, but another Sony placement. Uh, when he, uh, after he fought the spot and defeated him the first time, when he's swinging back into his school dormitory room and his roommates playing video games on the bed and wearing his Jordans, uh, he's playing the Spider-Man video game for PlayStation. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I noticed all his headphones had Sony. That. And they were like that in the first film, too. And it's the same yeah, way with the I pointed the that out to, to Sean. Yeah, you like, pointed it out. Yeah. Spider-Man. And he it, and like I'm glad they came. He came back through the room so you could see it for sure. Yep. Because I thought it was just going to be a quick little. <clears throat> They're selling custom it, it Jordans like game. that now too. Oh yeah. Because of, because of Miles and also Burger King has their their red Whopper. Yep. Which is good. I've had one. Did did, did it change Tastes different? Your, no. Did it change the color of your stool? I refused to look. <laughs> but probably. <laughs> I didn't want to know, but I had to ask. Uh, but they, I think that Burger King place was in there too. When he was running away from him, he ran across. Oh, the you table. did. He, yeah, there's a, a picture of the burger. He ran across mm-hmm. the table and that that those, those red buns. Uh, also, because uh, somebody else had mentioned, I think it might even have been Beth, your wife, was talking about, or, or was it? I, I can't remember who it was, but somebody had mentioned. Oh, I think it was Mary actually uh, was talking about the shoes. Uh, now we've always known that uh, Miles wore. The Jordans, the original Jordans, before he had the Jumpman logo, they still had the swoosh, the Nike swoosh. Uh, but Gwen's shoes were Converse. I recently found out, and I'm talking about within like the last six months, that Nike has owned Converse for like the last 10, 12 years. So that's why, you know, because you most, even in TV live action, they're very careful about product placement. You know what I mean? You have to pay for shit like that. And there's Nike, Coca-Cola, and Converse all over oh. both of these films. So the second one I noticed, they said a generic so- soda. soda. Mm-hmm. It didn't say Coca-Cola nope. or, co- or, or a variation of it. It's just a generic cola mm-hmm. or, or soda. Soda, yeah. So but, I thought, I, but I think that's so something. they didn't pay then. That, yeah, <laughs> and that might have been on purpose. Like, hey, Coke, where's our money for this film? <laughs> Fuck you, you missed out, suckers. <laughs> Biggest, uh, and it's like breaking records this first the first week too. I think. Mm-hmm. So, if you have not seen it, go out and see it. See it twice. It's an excellent movie. It's just the ending. That how about that ending? You know what? It it needed to happen, and now we're just like I said. I hope like the Matrix. Uh, we don't have to wait another year or two. Like, I'm hoping later on this year, even if it's a Christmas release, I hope we get the second part sometime in 2023. They're going to make us wait yeah. a year, dude. You think so? At the very least. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's possible. Oh, I hope they don't. Make an end game, dude. It's going to build the suspense, and everybody will want to know what the fuck's going to happen. There wasn't a year between Endgame and Infinity War, was there? I thought it was like eight months. Yeah, it was. Yeah, was it, it was a year? Like a year. 
which was brutal. <laughs> yeah, especially the way they ended it. <laughs> and that's kind of that's kind of the way this movie ends, is like on that same kind of cliffhanger. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google. Let's see if we get lucky. Let's see if we can find out when we're getting it. Third Spider Verse movie. Come on, release date. They're not gonna. Oh, ouch! You're right. It's scheduled to be released on March 29th, 2024. So almost a year. We're in June. Damn. Well, yeah, as long as they don't fuck it up. They, that's my. And I almost wonder if they. Uh, made made this all as one big movie and then just kind of they already have it finished you know what i mean it wouldn't surprise me like i said because the, the way they had that post credit scene at least even if they hadn't filmed because it's not like filming where you have people there you know what i mean like they had to have animatronic you know the animators and all that other stuff i think they knew where they were going with the story if they hadn't completed it already but that was that's a pretty good job of keeping that a secret and i will say i have been staying off of places like imdb until after the movie comes out because i haven't wanted to see these spoilers and it's been great not knowing what was going to happen so yeah well and i mean the trailer for this movie didn't give anything away not really no it didn't nothing that the post-credit scenes didn't yeah i mean you you didn't you had no idea that spot would end up being the big bad facts it's like it looked like he was just a throwaway villain that, you know, even in the beginning of the movie, he felt like he was just a villain to throw at him so he they could have a fight sequence yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, to show why he wasn't at school and, with his parents. He keeps, he keeps up with the, I'm your nemesis. But by the time we got to the end of the movie, Miles said he was like, he is my nemesis. He is my nemesis. Yeah, which is cool. I like that he's not. Anything like any of Peter Parker's villains. Um, And I love the fact that they made him so powerful by the end. Yeah, because the spot has been a character before, and I don't think he started in Miles. I'll have to do my research on that. But uh, I think he was Spider-Man. Yeah. I think I actually have that first appearance. But yeah, he he was a very corny, corny one fight, get caught character. I hope right, he yeah, can be redeemed. To see, I would love to see Miles try and redeem him. him. At least you, try. You would expect him to beat him in the beginning. Uh, and then have him hanging in front of the police station. <laughs> right. You know, from a, from a light pole. Yeah, like how he did Kingpin in the first film. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I, Spectacular I, Spider-Man 97, the first appearance... Of spot. Of spot. What year was that? Nineteen ninety four. Ooh, that was about the time I started reading. I think I've got that one. Oh, you know it's gonna be worth some money now. It's worth after the movie comes out. No, you think? I might. I don't know if I have this one or not. But it was he was fighting Peter Parker. That's what I thought. No, it's a, that's that's the the range that I collect of that that era of Spider-Man comics with because it's got the the blurb with the Marvel and when Spider-Man's in the black suit that mm-hmm. those are what I usually go for. And I'm pretty it, it, if I don't have it, it is on my list of things that I want. 
I'd say you might want to get it before. I remember what happened to my New Mutants '98 after <laughs> after uh, Deadpool the movie came out. He isn't. He's going to be in a second movie. So yep. My video transitions are doing weird stuff. It keeps going back to my spoiler. <laughs> Nobody would notice until I said anything. But all in all, definitely a great. It, it had you had your laugh moments. You had your darn near crying moments. You had those hold your breath. <gasps> what's about to happen moments. Uh, I think it, it had everything. Laugh you off want. your ass moments. Yeah. Everything you could possibly want and need from a Spidey Ooh. movie. It, you have it there. I think that's a yeah. I mean, there's it's really not missing much at all, and it felt it felt very much like uh, No Way Home. Yeah, in certain aspects, especially like things like with the fan service, uh, the tie-ins to other uh, other past Spider lore. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's just so there's so much there. It's so rich in. And and like he said, like you get, like even making Ben Riley all tortured and dramatic like that, it's like accurate. You know what I mean? They're being hyper accurate with every single thing that's happening in this movie, and that's part of what makes it so good. I want to do some more homework on the 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 pregnant spider lady, because I don't know much about. I will say her powers match the original spider woman because her powers were nothing like peter's you know what i mean she was more yeah. of a uh like a tele- telekinesis like you know what i mean her powers weren't spider based like she didn't get bit by a spider you know what i mean she was like a mutant or something that just adopted the name and she looked like her her costume looked like her her powers seemed similar i almost thought it was going to be the uh the chick from um luke cage uh misty misty, misty. stone I always thought it was going to be because she's all over in Miles comics right now. Oh, really? Almost like the same archetype in Spider-Verse that she was kind of. So I, that's I was like, oh, this was her. It's like, oh, nope, it's not somebody else. But hmm. I mean, that that might be worth looking into, though. Like I said, I've kind of stayed off IMDb a little bit lately because uh, there's so many new releases. We've got Flash getting ready to come out. Transformers getting ready to come out. Rise of the Beast. So I've been kind of staying away from IMDb for spoiler's sake. But I'm betting there might be some tie-ins there, too, because she said something about, you know, how her husband was a beautiful guy, you know what I mean? So well, I'm wondering, Luke Cage. Yeah, if, if it's Luke Cage, and you know what I mean? Alternate, alternate, it's alternate universe, so it's a possibility. So that is something I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up. I think we're getting close to wrapping it up. Is there anything final, final words? <laughs> Uh, I give the movie, like I said, I think a 10 out of 10. It's uh, amazing, no pun intended. And but, spectacular. I mean, <laughs> if you're a fucking, yeah, if you're a Spider-Man fan, I mean, this is the movie. Like, if you're it sp- doesn't get any better than this. That's and even if you're true. a casual fan, like I think this is another one of those movies that a that a, that a casual fan would really like. You know what I mean? Whether it's a parent that's taking their kid that just likes Spider-Man because they like Spider-Man. Like I don't think you have to be a comic book aficionado to enjoy this film. No, you don't need to know anything. I mean, it's good to know the first movie. Yeah, but 
I think also if you're a comic book fan and not even a big spider, if you enjoy reading mm-hmm. comics, this is a good film. Um, it's got everything you need. And if you're good if, and me as a comic book reader and a Spider-Man fan, it was awesome. Miles or Peter or Ben Riley, They're all good in my book. Oh yeah. And having them all together. Aces. Yeah. I mean, I think we all agree. This is a hundred percent. Maybe. Do you think it's better than the first one or. I think it's, I think it's better. Uh, Cause as far like the first one broke ground uh, as far as animated films go. And I think it was very well done, but I think this one as a sequel, because I also think it's difficult to to outdo yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think everything they did was just as good or taking it to the next level. So I personally think it's a little bit better. I would say better. Is not because, because it expanded the idea. I th- Is that why? Possibly. I think there's something, there's something to do that. Same. I think it was better because it was able to keep the same quality of standard and make you want more. There you go. That's good I mean, way. I mean, to right. kind of get that, that. And they gave you more too. It, 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 yeah, it didn't make you feel like you missed something you felt left out or there wasn't, you didn't get what you wanted. You got everything you wanted. Everything you needed was right there in there. And it built on what was there before. Mm-hmm. And then it's, and then it gave you, Hey, there's more coming. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I I think they're moving in the right direction. They get the right creative types in the mix. That's the next movie is going to be very well into you know, received. I would agree. It definitely leaves you wanting more, and like you definitely, we definitely. Uh, uh, I lost my. Train of thought. I'm Squirrel. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was great. And and like it's and like like we were saying, yeah, it definitely leaves you and not just because I think even if it would have ended, which I'm glad it didn't, because like I said, there was just too much going on and trying to rush an ending would have been foul. So as long as we get this third film and it's cohesive like the first two were, you know, I mean, we we get to a point. Uh I'm guessing there's gonna be a battle between the two spider teams. You know what I mean? because uh, Miguel has the Spider Woman and at least, ben and a couple more. Whether it's physical or intellectual, yeah. yes. Or, or ho- hopefully a combination of both. And we're gonna see whatever's going on with with uh with Spot, uh Miles and Prowler Miles. Like there, uh, there there's definitely enough going on where I think it's 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 going to be it's gonna be a full movie in and of itself. And it should it should be just as uh impactful and satisfying as the first two. Yeah. Yeah, and this next, the next one should be just, hopefully it just knocks it out of the park even better than these, these two. Yeah. You know, and they wrap it up in a really satisfying way. And and then I think a, a good move is like Bill was saying, is that after these movies, maybe like with the success of them, they could maybe start like a series. And that would be interesting. Well, I know they're already talking about doing a Gwen series. So that would be good. 
and like and I don't and, and I don't know if it's going to be a series or a movie. I'm just I I saw when I was looking up the release date to this that Sony is uh actually thinking about doing a separate Gwen line on her, you know what I mean? So I don't know if it's going to be a, another movie or if it's going to be a series, but so so jumping jump thought here back to Spider-Punk. Uh there's a band um, but he gives me as far as punk rock. There's a band Bad Brains. They're old school, um, like Jamaican dreadlock dudes, just being punk rock, screaming and yelling in their <laughs> right. A very primitive kind of sound. Um, it's, it's like not Bob Dylan, uh, Bob Villain. Um, uh, what's his name? yeah. Uh, But he sounds exactly like him. His attitude fits him. Um, sh- now that I bring him up, I totally space the name. Um, but are they English? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he, he so sounds. You, so you, are you thinking they got inspiration from that guy for that character? Is that what you're saying? I got those kind of vibes. Yes. I need to find his real freaking name now. Now I'm pissed at myself. <laughs> Damn it, brain! Why can't you remember? All this obscure punk rock. And, you know. It's kind of funny. You said the band was named with. You said the band's name was Bad Brains. No, this is the old school band. Now they definitely pulled from Bad Brains. Okay. Um, like YouTube them. Check out their their video. I mean, like the music itself, as far as quality, um, it's not it's not the best. It's it's you know a guitar. They didn't have a lot of musical knowledge, but they had energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, insane energy on the stage, and that's what you they like. I mean, like an explosion as a concert sound, right. you know, you know, the hip hop vibe, but with yeah. that kind of militant attitude, but in, in kind of a punk rock form. Hmm. Um, again, the songs quality. Now you listen to them, and you go, oh, that sounds like they recorded it in a garage because they probably did. Right. Um, but they they definitely pulled from and they've got some really cool icons. Um, you, I bet if you've seen some of their imagery, you've seen it. It's kind of, I think it's like the, almost like a Jamaican flag, but kind of in a lightning bolt shape. Um, I have but, to look it up. Definitely have to look that up. But he's like, <laughs> I can't even do it, do it justice. Um, but no, they definitely. But there's, uh, there's not. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I mean, I keep talking over you guys. I think it's kind of hard to, like, doing this over the phone. It's kind of weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So if it's been a little clunky, we apologize. But, you know, we're doing the, what we have to here to make. I've been on the other side so can, quite a few times, so uh, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I think you actually, you've called, we've called you. Yeah, a couple times. times. Yeah. Show, Especially during yeah, it's always awful... a little clunky with it. It's just hard to, you know. Yep. Delays well, you know. and whatnot. What mm-hmm. So, I do, uh, I'm glad you went and watched it, though, Bill. I mean, I thought you weren't going to be able to this week. And I was I, like, I pressed the issue. <laughs> I pressed the issue. He convinced Beth uh, to you... go see it. So that, yeah, she yeah went, went, up, went over my head and went to, to Beth. He went to the boss. That's yep, right. That's right. Go to the wives. <laughs> <laughs> what? And she's not going to tell you no. <laughs> what? She? Uh, no, oh, I'm saying she's, she's not going to tell you. Sean no. 
Well, you know what? I, I the reason I pressed the issue is because remember uh, when what must have been game night or something, the basketball game night, uh, where she said she wasn't going to watch it. And when she when she uh, texted me and was like, hey, I think I'm going to watch it. And I was like, ooh, good. <laughs> Now's the time. I was like, hey, make sure. Because uh, remember Bill said he didn't watch the post-credit scene. I was like, all right, first and foremost, make sure Bill sees the post-credit scene. And then after she finished it, I was like, all right, let's go see it again. <laughs> well, for me again, for them the first time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm completely satisfied with this movie. And, like, getting this right after Guardians, you know what I mean? Right. Like, we're finally getting some, like, continue, like, everything's getting to be pretty damn good right now. Like, as comic book movie fans and all that kind of thing, we're living in, like, the best time ever. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, well we've been saying amazing. this for a while, but I yeah I think we're definitely going we're getting back on track. Like I, said, I think part of the reason I've said this quite a few times, I think after Endgame, everybody, a lot of folks were like, "All right, you had sixty different heroes and villains in one film, and it was going to be hard to top that story wise, lives, shock factor wise." And now that we've had you know the, the different TV shows, and not just Marvel, same with DC. You know what I mean? Um, and even some of, you know, like Sand, uh, Sandman, those uh, independent label. Yeah, that are coming out doing theirs. I think now that people have, they've gotten a chance to choose what they wanted to watch and what they weren't going to watch. And now, you know, I think we're getting back to where I think we're getting that solid quality. And I, and I don't think it was necessarily bad quality before, but I think it was, you know, w- once you've seen air quotes everything and something as a big of an event as Endgame, it's definitely hard to come back with something else after it. And I think, you know, we're getting back to the point where I think people will, would agree that it's quality content without comparing it to some of those uh, other films. Right. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And a good, play to, good place to end the episode. How long we've we been going, Bill? I'm sorry, I don't really have a. We're about we're getting close to about an hour and a half, so it's a good time to oh, say perfect. make sure to you're listening to us on Spotify, rate and review, and everything you need to know, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Ticker Talker, and just go to the Comic Zone. Dot, dot com. com, and that's comics with an X. Bow, 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 bow. We'll be back. You know next. what? Uh, who's gonna say it? Oh, that's Bill's thing. He's got to say it. Keep it black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>